From Pastor Chris White, we trust the Holy Spirit is doing His work in your hearts. The Lord bless you all, have a beautiful joyful day. Que el Señor las bendiga. Please share with others and please leave your comments and likes. For more information about us and this topic, click here, diningwithjesus.net Please follow us and share with others. Translate this site into your preferred language, look for our Google Translator in our homepage, diningwithjesus.net. From Pastor Chris White, we trust the Holy Spirit is doing His work in your hearts. The Lord bless you all, have a beautiful joyful day. Que el Señor las bendiga. The phrase pride of life is found only once in the Bible, in 1 John 2:16. but the concept of the pride of life, especially as it is linked with the lust of the eyes and the lust of the flesh, appears in two more significant passages of Scripture, the temptation of Eve in the garden and the temptation of Christ in the wilderness, Matthew 4 8-10. The pride of life can be defined as anything that is of the world, meaning anything that leads to arrogance, ostentation, pride in self, presumption, and boasting. John makes it clear that anything that produces the pride of life comes from a love of the world and if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him, 1 John 2:15. The first example of the temptation of the pride of life occurs in the Garden of Eden, where Eve was tempted by the serpent to disobey God and eat the forbidden fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Eve perceived that the fruit was good for food, pleasing to the eye, and desirable for gaining wisdom, Genesis 3 6. She coveted the fruit in three ways. First, it was appealing to her appetite. This John refers to as the lust of the flesh, the desire for that which satisfies any of the physical needs. The fruit was also pleasing or delightful to the eye, that which we see and desire to own or possess. Here is the lust of the eyes John refers to. Finally, Eve somehow perceived that the fruit would make her wise, giving her a wisdom beyond her own. Part of Satan's lie was that eating the fruit would make her like God, knowing good and evil, Genesis 3 5. Here is the essence of the pride of life, anything that exalts us above our station and offers the illusion of godlike qualities, wherein we boast in arrogance and worldly wisdom. Eve wanted to be like God in her knowledge, not content to live in a perfect world under His perfect grace and care for her. Satan tried these same three temptations on Christ during His forty days in the wilderness, Matthew 4 1-11. He tempted Jesus with the lust of the flesh, bread for His hunger, vv. 2-3, the lust of the eyes, all the kingdoms of the world with their splendor, vv. 8-9, and the pride of life, daring Him to cast Himself from the roof of the temple in order to prove that He was the Messiah by an ostentatious display of power that was not in the will of God or His plan for the redemption of mankind, vv. 5-6. But Jesus, though he was tempted in every way, just as we are, Hebrews 4:15, resisted the devil and used the word of God to ensure victory over him. Christians have always been, and will always be, lured by the same three temptations Eve and Jesus experienced. Satan doesn't change his methods, he doesn't have to because they continue to be successful. He tempts us with the lust of the flesh, sexual gratification, gluttony, excessive alcohol consumption, and drugs, both legal and illegal as well as the deeds of the flesh about which Paul warned the Galatians, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, Galatians 5 19-21. He tempts us with the lust of the eyes, the endless accumulation of stuff with which we fill our homes and garages and the insatiable desire for more better, and newer possessions, which ensnares us and hardens our hearts to the things of God. But perhaps his most evil temptation is the pride of life, the very sin that resulted in Satan's expulsion from heaven. He desired to be God, not to be a servant of God, Isaiah 14 12-15.
The arrogant boasting which constitutes the pride of life motivates the other two lusts as it seeks to elevate itself above all others and fulfill all personal desires. It is the root cause of strife in families, churches, and nations. It exalts the self in direct contradiction to Jesus' statement that those who would follow Him must take up their cross, an instrument of death, and deny themselves. The pride of life stands in our way if we truly seek to be servants of God. It is the arrogance that separates us from others and limits our effectiveness in the kingdom. The pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. And, as such, it is passing away with the world, but those who resist and overcome the temptation of the pride of life do the will of God, and the man who does the will of God lives forever, 1 John 2:17. Thank you to God Questions Ministries. Copyright Copyright 2002-2019 God Questions Ministries. All rights reserved.